Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Tonight, we will be talking about one of my favorite scenes from Game of Thrones. Doesn't really spoil the show if you haven't seen it. Just a great scene that in my mind sums up what's going on with a lot of uh, super fans for the show who are trying to figure out what everything means. You know, sometimes you shouldn't look under the hood too much. But it also explains a lot about what I'm going through constantly in this world. You know, sometimes you ask questions, folks, that have no clear answer. Or not one for us to understand. But there's some news out there today. There is worry in the stock market over Chinese trade negotiations with the Trump administration. And we're in the land of semantics and euphemism. FBI Director Christopher Wray looks like he's straight from central casting. He contradicts Attorney General William Barr over the use of the word spying. We don't engage in spying. We engage in legal surveillance. We don't engage in killing. We engage in war that sometimes has collateral damage. Good Lord. We don't engage in you know, highway robbery and theft. It's just taxation with representation. You know, sometimes you wonder why is this such a big deal that Attorney General Barr used the word spying? Because this is what the government does. The government, in many of its legal actions, I'm not talking about the corrupt illegal stuff, just its legal actions and authorities does things nobody else is allowed to do. It's a strange land of monopoly privilege, but the good kind of monopoly, according to most. Where the government, yeah, they're allowed to take stuff from you. They're allowed to dictate the terms of any negotiation. Whether you like it or not, they will give you an offer you can't refuse. So when they're talking about this newfangled thing called surveillance. No, no, no. We can't allow people to suggest that spying. Reminds me of something uh, former Representative Mike Rogers of Michigan said. If somebody information is collected, if, if somebody is spied on, if I could use plain language, but if surveillance is conducted after a legal warrant process on somebody saying the American public 
and they don't know they're being spied on, excuse me, they don't know they're being surveilled, have their... If you don't know your rights have been violated, said Mike Rogers, have your rights actually been violated? Let me see if I can find that real quick. This just came to mind. Well, yes, they've been violated. If nobody knows I killed somebody in that back alley 10 years ago, did I actually kill somebody? Yeah. Yeah, I did. You know, the stupid hypothetical games of lawyers. You know, there are some good lawyers out there, but, well, I'll work at it for finding them. They're only good in so much as they defend you from other lawyers, I suppose. I'm being cranky tonight, I know. But let's look this up. Mike Rogers, Michigan, rights violated, privacy. Let's see if that brings it up. Because this is one doozy of a clip. Uh, No, I'm not seeing it. Of course it doesn't come up immediately. Let's see if this works. Hmm. No, it's not working. I'm about to go crazy like Greg Budell here, folks. I'm about to go crazy like Greg Budell. If we can't get equipment, give me a break. So I think until we have Here some it better is. sense and some better grasp on those process concerns, I think it's a bit unfair to have to answer the substantive question in the abstract. Oh, but it's not abstract. You think we should have the ability to do it or not? I didn't say how to do it. I just said should we have the ability to do it. But I think the way we do it matters. Well, clearly it matters. And being effective matters, too. Would you not agree with that? 100%. That's the whole point we of process. We can make up five things that we want to apply to the program. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Agreed. Um, This is, by the way, from 2013 at a committee hearing. They're talking about NSA surveillance. This is right after the Snowden leaks. And this is what the government does. These are the word games and the weird legal arguments you get out of the government that wants to spy on you and violate your rights. You get this nonsense. Mr. Rogers goes on. I, and I, I, I would argue that maybe the fact that we haven't had any complaints come forward with any specificity, specificity arguing that their privacy has been violated clearly indicates, in 10 years, clearly indicates that something must be doing right. Somebody must be doing something exactly right. But who would be complaining? Somebody whose privacy was violated. You can't have your privacy if you don't know your privacy is violated, right? Can you? I disagree with that. I mean, I think, I think if the tree falls in the forest, it makes a noise whether you're there to see it or not. Well, that's a new interesting standard in the law. I'd like, we're going to have this conversation, but we're going to have wine because that's going to get a lot more interesting. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So uh, I, it's worse than I remembered, folks. And it, Mike Rogers is just a representative of a larger trend. This idea of... Uh, Well, nobody's come forward to complain about being spied on. Well, it's because, you know, you've been spying on them secretly. So, but when people found out about the spy and they complained, it's like, well, we're not doing that. This is ridiculous. Can you have your privacy violated if you don't know your privacy's been violated? Yes! Yes. 
So now we have this new game of is spying actually spying or is it legal surveillance? Give me a break. But, you know, I'm focusing on the negative here. I have more on that because apparently it's hip to be gloomy. It's hip to be a little ornery and curmudgeonly. I feel that way often. But we'll get into why that is because actually the world's getting a lot better. But before I leave the ornery section of the program, I have to go to something that I think is one of the stupidest things I've seen today. And I've seen some stupid today, folks. Some legislators in Arizona have given a new name to pornography. That's right. Public health crisis. The Arizona State Senate voted Monday to declare pornography a public health crisis. But beyond stating such on their resolution, no further action is set to be taken. So it's a flaccid move by the Arizona Senate. But they want to say that pornography perpetrates a sexually toxic environment that damages all areas of our society. Proceeding to list that potential detrimental effects on pornography users include toxic sexual behaviors, emotional, mental, and medical illnesses, and difficulty forming or maintaining intimate relationships. Due to the advances in technology and the universal availability of the Internet, children are being exposed to pornography at an alarming rate, leading to low self-esteem, eating disorders, and increase in problematic sexual activity at ever younger Ages. You know, it sounds like a problem for, you know, families. Sounds like a problem for individuals. Sounds like a problem, if there is a problem at all, for people to solve. Not for the Arizona State Senate, the Alabama legislature, or the Congress of the United States to figure out. Let alone put out another flaccid resolution that declares something a crisis. But it's such a crisis, we're not going to do anything about it. And the reason they're not going to do anything about it is because I don't think they can actually back up their claims. Can pornography be addictive? Uh, Probably so, yes. Just like terrible eating habits. Certain types of food can be addictive. All sorts of behaviors can be addictive. Not consuming pornography, but, you know, having sex with people. That can be addictive. Alcohol, other drugs can be addictive. And also being addicted to power and wanting to always save the world. So that, just to me, folks, is the stupidest story of the day. That the Arizona State Senate has declared pornography a public health crisis, but they're not going to do anything about this imminent crisis harming so many in our culture and our world because if you watch two people have sex i mean it just all goes to hell right folks just all goes to hell but look at this southern one has joined me yeah that was a hell of a topic for you to walk in I, on the first word <laughs> the first no. sentence i heard you say when i walked in i was like and maybe I should turn around and walk back out of here. Well, it's just so stupid to me because they declare something a, a crisis, but then they don't do anything about the crisis. Well, I think that is what uh, is referred to as the, the red meat of yep. politics. I was thinking of you. That is the season right now in politics all over the nation. 
and and offers so up stuff that doesn't actually do anything other than signal to your voters, hey, I'm your guy. And see, that's what we have we have started. We're just in the beginning stages as well here in the state of Alabama. They pass a gas tax. Yeah. Highly unpopular. Nobody wanted it. Anti-Republican. I mean, that is against everything we believe in. And now they're throwing up bills about abortion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, there'll be, there'll be something about guns. There'll be something about put God back in schools. I think, I think there's some, one about teaching. Wait, 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 wait. wait. The legis- Are you telling me that the federal courts are so powerful they took God out of the schools? Yeah, they did. They did. Wait, but what if you carry God in your heart and your mind and your no, soul? No, you you, you, you can't go to school anymore. Apparently, you can't. No, I, that's what I've always what if heard. You is pray quietly within the confines of your heart, no, mind, no. and soul while you're at school. Like you see uh, somebody bullying somebody else, and you act as a good, loving example, and you help can't the victim. Can't do it. Can't do it because I've been told God has been taken out of schools. There's no God in schools. He's removed. I've I've seen the memes. Well, I went to Catholic school, so maybe, you know, I maybe I'm privileged in that sense. I went to a school system where God was in it. He was there, baby. Well, now, and and we joke, yeah, uh, here, but that's always been my argument: is when these 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 righteous, you know, holier than thou people come up with they're taking God out of school. You can't have prayer in school. Uh, my personal opinion has always been. You put God in them at the house. Yeah. If if they don't have God in them when they go to school, I damn sure don't want school putting God in them. Oh, right. Because it might they, not be the right uh, understanding. Well, they screw up everything else. Fair enough. And, and sorry, teachers. I love teachers. I have two of my depends two on of the, my sisters Depends on the teacher. Well, two of my sister-in-laws are teachers. Well, you love, love those. Them they death, love them. And, and, and yeah. they're great. But, I mean, sorry, teachers, but school screws up more than it gets right. Oh, that's another, like, I've been big tonight. I didn't plan on this. We'll get to Game of Thrones in a second. But, uh, you know, with now Christopher Ray, the FBI director, contradicting Attorney General William Barr. Well, I wouldn't use the term spying. I We conduct legal surveillance. Is that the it's biggest? Like, oh, my God. I wish I could say the word. Because oh. y'all know what word I'm trying but to say. Uh, no, I got it starts on with bull. It ends with feces. Well, and if you criticize, like, oh, look at all these text messages between Lisa Page and Peter Strzok and, like, all this what seems like bias and animus towards a particular political movement... And these people are conducting the investigation of this person that they hate. Me. He's ta- I, Joe is talking about me, President Trump. If the, I was the candidate then, but I was gonna. I knew I was destined to be president. Anyway, uh, but no, you could say there's potential corruption. We should look into this. We should look into how the FISA warrant process went through. Why? I believe you applied for a surveillance warrant through the FISA court on Carter Page without anything like the Steele dossier, and you got denied, which is actually pretty rare. But then the Steele dossier gets included along with stovepiping techniques where news articles written by, say, people like Michael Isakoff for Yahoo are talking about all this dirty stuff Trump did. 
and the source was the Steele dossier. So it's stovepiping because you have the Steele dossier in the FISA warrant, and then you have a news article to corroborate the Steele dossier, but the source for the article is the Steele dossier. So it's just double counting, if you will. You could say, we should look into that. I'm not coming to a conclusion. I don't know if it is a slam dunk in the way people on the right might hope. It needs to be looked into, though. But if you, say, if you look into it, even suggest we need to ask some questions here, investigate how this all started. If Robert Mueller comes back, if good old Bob Mueller comes back and decides, hmm, there's not sufficient evidence to show the Trump campaign, Trump himself, thank you, I'm a very stable genius. Or any American colluded, conspired, or coordinated, whatever legal term you want to use with the Russians, if that's the case, after two years, millions of dollars, hundreds of witnesses, hundreds of subpoenas, blah, 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 then how did this all get started? If you suggest that, you even ask that question. One of the things that's being thrown out is, how dare you question the men and women of the FBI? Wait, we got women here? No, this is not Hoover's FBI, sir, with the straw hats. We now have the broads. They're not, they're not broads. They're women. They're powerful, strong women. <laughs> no, but how dare you question the men and women of the FBI? And, you know, it's a, it's a useful tactic. I hear it with teachers, too. If I look at my school career from kindergarten all the way through college... I can say honestly, I had some great teachers. I did too, man. I, I, I had, had some wonderful, some great teachers. I also had some crappy teachers for all sorts of different reasons. Okay, so we're together on this, right? But how dare you ever question the the effort and the sacrifice our teachers make every day? It's it's the it's, it's like stop playing the stupid identity politics crap. There are good teachers, there are bad teachers, there are good FBI agents, there are bad FBI agents, there are corrupt government officials, there are government officials that are corrupt but are trying better. It's, it's one of my issues with uh, education, public ed- education, meaning as a whole, even private schools or whether it's government funded. Yeah. But education is one of my issues with that is it's the suit and tie theory. Is, is the way that I have come the up suit and tie theory. Okay. The suit and tie theory. The teacher that's standing in front of the classroom that has, it's just like when you go to church, the pastor is standing up there or the preacher. You know, you've got... Uh, Usually in some funny clothes. You have a priest with a, a, a robe on. Mm, but and it's, a shawl. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the suit and tie. You sit and you listen to what they say. And because they're in a suit and tie, it's like whatever that person says is the truth, and we have to believe it, and we have to take it. And dare not, dare not question what they say. And this is what happens with education. And that's why... I think it's also happened with medicine to a certain extent. And I'm not talking about doctors necessarily. Lab coat. But I'm not even talking about doctors necessarily. You have to prove yourself to the lawyers at the FDA and the bureaucrats at the FDA and some other competitor's lawyer that doesn't want your product to come to market because it'll cut out of their market share. So they're so full of crap. I gotta well, watch myself tonight. I'm so aggravated. And right it's now. it's the same thing though, Joey. The doctor stands up in his scrubs in his yeah. white coat. 
and says, I am Dr. Four. I shall tell you why you are so ignorant on right. this situation. <laughs> and you go through, and yes, I mean, you can make up things and, and go through and through and say, okay, well, Dr. Four is correct. You know, he's, he's I didn't want to say Dr. Wood. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Wood's better. <laughs> well, this is why, you know, this works and it doesn't. And, and, and you go through all that, right. but you accept it because you're, you're, we're, we have been programmed yes. all the way since kindergarten to the biggest person in the room, the nicest dressed person in the room. They know more than I do. And so whatever they say is the truth. And it's, I'm telling you, you make fun of me, you laugh at me, you mock me, Sesame Street. I don't mock you for that. You most certainly do. No, I think you're giving it too much credence. No. Like, you're giving it too much power. I think Sesame Street was a symptom, not the cause of our problems. Joey, you guffawed at me. (laughs) I did. It was a guffaw. I had a good old belly laugh at you, and I'll continue to guffaw and chortle as I see fit. And before I continue here, because we've taken on appeals to identity... As I can't stand that. Oh, I'm a teacher. I'm an FBI agent. How dare you question me? Appeals to authority, the suit and tie theory. We've taken on other, you know, well, shibboleths and bromides. You might hear we took God out of the schools. Well, okay, you don't have Bible study in school, but I'm sorry if somebody's carrying God with them in their heart, mind, and soul, then good luck having the bureaucrat or some federal judge take that out of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I dare you say a prayer in public school i'm sure it'll raise all sorts of hell ironically but you know we've also taken on the virtue signaling of legislatures across the country whether it's porn's a public health crisis what are you going to do about it um uh say it's a public health crisis I want to know the bill they passed before this one came up. Right. Because it, it was extremely unpopular, and now they're playing to the base. And let's, that's what they do. Yeah, it's like, we did something unpopular, now let's do something that just... Porn's bad, folks! Pay attention to this. Yeah. <sighs> but before I continue, and we're going to have to hit a break, and we'll get into okay. the Game of Thrones stuff here. All right. And I'll calm down. <sighs> I'm just saying it's cool to be curmudgeonly these days. It's cool to be ornery. It's cool to be gloomy and to prophesize doom. Like the world's always coming to an end. That's, but, that's the best thing, Joey, about getting old. I mean, my body hurts, my knees, my ankles, my joints, all my joints. But the coolest thing about getting old is the older you get, the more accepting people are of you being a curmudgeon. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to be a fantastic old man. Oh, you're going to kill it. (laughs) Right. But before we hit this break, I have to ask you, is it? Because you walked in while I was talking about the pornography bill in Arizona, folks. Southern Wood, Mr. Wood, if are you having performance issues? Call Dr. Wood. I wish that was a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> you walked in, and your shirt sleeves are rolled up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is this guns out night? Now, it's... Sun's uh, out, guns out? Oh, or sun's down, guns out? Now, the, the, when the sun is out, I, I love the sun. And, like, on the weekends when I'm out just working in my garden or doing something or if I'm, like, working on a rooftop unit and nobody can see me, I'll take my shirt off. I love this. I love to feel the rays from the sun. I, like, get 
energy mm. from the sun. And and it was the last, I just left a call, the sun was out, and it was just beating on me, and I pulled my it, sleeves up. Well, yeah, look yeah, at me, I've got this terrible tan. Yeah, you got the farmer's tan, I too. actually went and bought a couple tank tops to remedy that, <laughs> so I could actually drive around some and get some sun on my shoulders at least but i've got good skin though no I mean, you're looking my, good. my skin is it's good but you know what i think you this is just a this is a friendly criticism we're good friends i'm just gonna say this to you you could be working on those pythons brother well i know my veins don't pop out anymore yeah, you could be so much more vascular I know. I'm especially being not muscular at all. Right. I need like some some of those bands like the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, had exactly. And put them up there and make my veins well, pop that's out. That's what I'm working on. I'm trying to get more vascular. You're looking good. I mean, you're getting. Yeah, and I'm not where I want to be, but it's an ongoing process. It's not like oh, one day I'll look in the mirror and go, oh, I guess I'm done. No, I am loving my routine now, and it's a big thanks. It's a big part of this. Where routine. Where do you go to get? Those express, arms like you have. Express Fitness 24-7. I was there this morning. Uh, did a workout with Alex. We focused on chest and triceps. Did a normal bench press. I hit a new, what do they call it, PR, personal record, on bench. And what time do they open? They're 24-7. So once you become yeah, but a member, I mean, they, they, they open they're open all the time. Hey, wait a minute. You mean like, you like become, opened and they've not ever closed since they ever opened? I don't I don't believe they've closed. I wow. mean, there might have been some exception, but I believe it's 24-7, 365, baby. That's that when I'm you become about. a member and it's month-to-month payments, very reasonable rates, Rosie, who we know and love, she joined yeah. Express Fitness. Really? Yeah. Because you heard me talking about it on the radio. It's a month-to-month payments, very reasonable rate. And when you become a member at Express Fitness 24-7, you have 24-7 access. You're given a key card or you're given a key fob, and you have access to all their locations here in the River Region. I'm going to the Montgomery one. That's where I was doing a lot of the bodyweight exercises and some bench press, brother, brother, and getting some gains this morning. I'm loving it. Going Well, I'm going now four times a week. And not every workout's something crazy, but it's maintenance. It's You get something in. You get your stuff in, and you feel good after. You feel good after pumping iron a little bit. But it could be that you're focusing more on cardio or doing lightweight exercises. It's all up to you. And at Express Fitness 24-7, they'll start you on that path. They'll give you a few free initial personal training sessions. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, what are your goals? What are you looking for? Different stages in life, people are looking for different things. So they will help you out with that. But it fits anybody's schedule. You and go, they got they got a bunch of places, too, right? Oh, yeah. Clannon, you can go to the Montgomery location on Zelda Road, where I go. But you can go to the location in Millbrook. There's one in Prattville. There's one in Wetumpka, Clanton, Pine Level. All over the river region. I keep saying, why do I keep saying Lapine? Why Lapine? do I keep saying that? Lapine is... I don't know why. It's, where it's Sykes your, and Cons is. Your Lapine getting ahead of you. Oh, man. But I love the place, so check them out, folks. Express Fitness 24, the number 24.com. Express Fitness 24.com. Figure out what location is best for you. But be sure, if you join, try it out. Just for a month. Get in the routine. I swear you'll feel better. No matter what your goal is. It's not about comparing yourself to somebody else, but to yourself yesterday. Are you improving? Are you feeling better? Check them out. ExpressFitness24.com and tell them Joey from the radio sent you. Now, we got to hit this break, but we have some calls here. 
I wonder if they're going to be ornery and curmudgeonly along with me. Who's talking here on there? Who's this? Oh, Doyle. Oh, Doyle? Oh, Doyle. Rules. I got a feeling your whole family's going down, O'Doyle. Yeah, but for now, I got to study. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, Bo? I'm doing great. Uh, how are y'all doing? Uh, doing fantastic. And I'm now speaking to a man who's gone through his own body transformation. I'll tell you congrats on that. I know that's hard work. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm, I'm not finished with it yet, but actually, your uh, your gym membership there is, uh, you know, now is time about to, I'm not there yet, but I'm about to where I've got to start, you know, toning up and, you know. Yeah, so, check out Express um, Fitness, man. It's a great deal. Great deal. I'm definitely going to check it out. I would say probably I'll be there in the next month or so. Hopefully, cool. hopefully. I don't want to jinx myself, but uh, absolutely. Um, What's on your mind tonight? Well, I, I had a question for uh, Southern Wood there. Oh, uh, yes, Mr. Wood. Okay. Doc, Dr. Wood. Dr. Wood to you, Bo. Dr. Wood. Um, yes. Talking about his coat and, and tie theory, I, I've got one question. Now, if the person that's wearing the suit and tie, if he's wearing a shirt that has buttons on the collars <laughs> or uh, a, a logo of the shirt, uh, the brand name on does that automatically disqualify him, or do people still listen? Immediately disqualifies. <laughs> that's that's disqualification one hundred and one. Bo, and by the way, while you were asking your question, even with his guns out, his face, Doctor Wood's face, was twitching. It, it was contorting. It looked like he was in pain as you asked it. It's hideous. Oh, I know. He can't stand that, and you know. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes I, I, I wear a shirt and tie the way Clay likes it, but other times, yeah, I gotta. I've, I've gone through so many wardrobe changes here lately, and yeah, I, sometimes I gotta wear what I gotta wear. But <laughs> I just love it when when, when uh, Doctor Wood gets upset about that. <laughs> it is entertaining. Not acceptable. Tosh point oh has talked about jorts at least two or three times this season, and I, I crack up every time I see it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm everywhere, Bo. I'm everywhere. Uh, yeah, you are. You are. Jorts are making a comeback. Oh, I, yeah. Actually, oh, uh, yeah. If it's on plus point oh, they're definitely making a comeback. And, hey, they're functional, and you got to do what you got to do. Embrace it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> embrace it? I invented it. What do you mean, embrace you it? didn't invent anything. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I guess you kind of did it, and then it didn't. I, it, who knew about George before? No one. I had never heard the term until you brought it up, and then I saw, started seeing it on uh, Tosh.0 and on TV and stuff. Well, damn. Well, damn. Exactly. Well, I mean, I guess y'all didn't watch Stone Cold then during the Attitude Era. What do you think? I can? No, I didn't, Don't be Joey. giving my secrets away. <laughs> That's where I got it from. Well, the, the cat's out of the bag now. It's too late. You can't yeah. call it back. <laughs> well, Bo, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you for aggravating Dr. Wood here. <laughs> you bet. Y'all have a great evening. You too. I did. I, I used to. I mean, my knees have gotten so bad, I have to wear tennis shoes now. Yeah. Because of the weight of boots. But you used to wear boots with your jorts? I used to wear boots and jorts. Oh, my gosh. I was stone cold Steve Austin. Yeah. I mean, just call me the rattlesnake. That's me. I was him. I'm just going awesome. to leave that alone. Because People. just you talking about it, is, that's enough for me. I'm telling you.
<laughs> we got to hit this break seriously. Short break, though. Be right back. What's that I see over there in your sweatpants, Joey? It's the... Oh, okay. It's the ties. Oh, okay. Why are you looking at my crotch? Well, I thought well, we I got saw something moving no. over there. No, no, no. <laughs> Joey Clark. Clark. Oh, welcome back. And before we continue, I need to just put out this disclaimer to uh, good old Mr. Woods, Southern Wood here. I know you got your gun showing tonight. I know you got your jorts on and you're ready to kick some butt, but... I know it is fun to wrestle. A nice pile drive to the face. Or a punch to the face. But you cannot do it. Because it is in the Bible not to wrestle your neighbor. Right. So don't wrestle me tonight. Okay. It's in the Bible to wrestle with God, all right? We'll leave the paddle on the side over there. Right, right, right. So, this is something I've been wanting to talk about for a few days now. I have the idea ever since I've rewatched all of Game of Thrones leading up to this season. Now, just point of privilege... Don't say anything about Sunday's episode because we still have not watched the whole thing. I will not. We got to the the one part where Jamie and Big Chick. Well, yeah, this, but this is the only thing. Stopped, this so. is the only thing I'll say about this past Sunday's episode without giving anything away. And the episode before that, the big battle, and a lot of episodes in season seven. A lot of the fans, as Game of Thrones is coming to its culmination are starting to splinter. They're starting to break ranks with the creators of the show. They don't like where it's going. The show's not working out with their theories. They're not understanding how mm-hmm. this character arc is developing. <gasps> it, how is it that the world isn't working out how I thought this fantasy world was going to work out? Which only makes sense to the entire entire show. That's the way it's always worked out. Right. I mean, Ned Stark got killed in the first season. How in the world does that happen? But all these folks that are kind of watching this show, and it can happen with other shows, it can happen with certain... Like, I just caught word that there's a fantastic documentary. I've not watched it yet. On The Shining. And that movie is so brilliantly put together that there are three theories about what's actually going on in that movie. Is it ghost? Is it psychological? Whatever. That this documentary presents the three theories. Some of them require backstory and like actual lore. And all three are very plausibly true. That's when I think a great piece of art has been made. When it could have multiple interpretations that are all pretty plausible and true. Right. So for Game of Thrones to be splintering people, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Anything to be splintering people in their interpretation, not necessarily a bad thing. As long as they're legitimate. No, you're right. And this, I'm, what I want to play tonight is just a, it's a three and a half minute clip. It's a scene from an earlier season in Game of Thrones. And I don't have to give much away. But all you need to know, folks, is it's two brothers. One is p- played by Peter Dinklage. He plays the character Tyrion Lannister, the imp, the half-man. 
his brother, I think the actor's name is Nikolai something, is Jamie Lannister. And his brother's really been the only part of the... Jamie has been the only Lannister who's ever really been a friend to Tyrion in the family. Tyrion's yeah. father hated him. Uh, Tyrion's sister Cersei hates him. Because I mean, Tyrion came into the world and... <laughs> have, you, have you seen the meme of how Game of Thrones is Shrek? I'll have to to find it. Look, dude, you've got to find it because you think about you got the imp and the beautiful princess, and you've got Jamie Lannister is the prince. Yeah, and it's right. I mean, it's it's pretty. Let me stay on my point because I'm sorry, I don't want to sidetrack you. But this clip I'm about to play, it's Tyrion in prison, and his brother Jamie comes to visit him in prison. Essentially, there's an impending battle trial by combat and if Tyrion's champion loses he will be executed there's not much out there akin to death that sharpens the mind and makes you start asking questions about your own existence in the world and what does it all mean and it can be silly fantastical stories being told or you're trying to figure out what does it all mean? What's this character's motivation? Or it could be certain aspects of life or the political process. Sometimes answers aren't readily available. So I think this scene is what a lot of Game of Thrones theorists and fans are going through right now. But I think this scene that I'm about to play also sums up those moments in life where you just feel at a loss for an answer. And those are sometimes the best moments. Because maybe there is an answer, you just don't have it. So, without further ado, imagine they're sitting in a dark and damp prison cell. Tyrion, played by Peter Dinklage, talking to his older brother, Jamie, And the conversation begins. Do you remember Cousin Orson? Orson Lannister? Of course. Wet nurse dropped him on his head and left him simple. Simple? Used to sit all day in the garden crushing beetles with a rock. (laughs) 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 Nothing made him happier. Nothing made you happier? You think being tormented from birth would have given you some affinity for the afflicted? On the contrary. Laughing at another person's misery was the only thing that made me feel like everyone else. The joke wore thin, though. For you, you drifted away. I had other interests. Yes, other interests. <laughs> but I stayed with Olsen. Why? I was curious. Why was he smashing all those beetles? Why did he get out of it? First thing I did was ask him. Olsen, why are you smashing all those beetles? He gave me an answer. Smash the beetles! Smash them! I wasn't deterred. I was the smartest person I knew, certainly I had the wherewithal to unravel the mysteries that lay at the heart of a moron. So, I went to Maester Valeric's library. Valeric? Try to touch me once. Turns out, far too much has been written about great men, and not nearly enough about morons. (laughs) Doesn't seem right. In any case, I found nothing that illuminated the nature of Orson's affliction or the reason behind his relentless beetle slaughter. So, I went back to the source. 
I may not have been able to speak with Olsen, but I could observe him, watch him, the way men watch animals to come to a deeper understanding of their behavior. And as I watched, I became more and more sure of it. There was something happening there. His face was like the page of a book written in a language I didn't understand, but he wasn't mindless. He had his reasons. Mm. And I became possessed with knowing what they were. I began to spend inordinate amounts of time watching him. I would eat my lunch in the garden, chewing my mutton to the music of kung kung kung. When I wasn't watching him, I was thinking about him. Father droned on about the family legacy, and I thought about Orson's Beatles. I read the histories of Targaryen conquests. Did I hear dragon wings? No, I heard kung kung kung. And I still couldn't figure out why he was doing it. And I had to know, because it was horrible that all these beetles should be dying for no reason. Every day around the world, men, women, and children are murdered by the school. Who gives a dusty f about a bunch of beetles? I know, I know, but still, it filled me with dread. Piles and piles of them, years and years of them. How many countless living, crawling things smashed and dried out and returned to the dirt? In my dreams, I found myself standing on a beach made of beetle husks, stretching as far as the eye could see. I woke up crying, weeping for their shattered little bodies. Tried to stop Olsen once. He was twice your size. He just pushed me aside with a coo and kept on smashing. Every day, until that mule kicked him in the chest and killed him. So what do you think? Why did he do it? What was it all about? It's funny the things that can grab you. And, you know, it's ironic that sometimes it's the most simple or people who don't know a lick of what they're talking about, which is often myself, who are actually, who are thoughtless in what they're talking about, who invoke the most thought. Mm. You wonder, there's got to be something there. That's a good point. No, I think, again, there are a lot of Game of Thrones theorists out there, and this can apply to any show. What, what, what are the White Walkers all about? Why, why is the, why was, what was the Night King's motivations? All this stuff like that. And it's like, you're not going to find out. But my beetle-smashing cousin, if you will, has been for the last... As long as I've been engaged in politics and become cynical about them, it's like, why do we do this? It's like, there's got to be some method to this madness of our democratic process. You can come up with partial answers here or there. But there are some days when I look at the news. There are some days where I look at people that are striving for power and distinction. That I'm reminded of that famous phrase we hear on... Uh, Ash Wednesday, from dust you came and dust you will return. That you're driving for all this power and distinction and control and for good reasons and bad reasons. For noble, compassionate reasons and corrupt, well, ignoble reasons. And I'd sit there and wonder, you know, at the end when, because it all does come to an end, it is fleeting. Why do we do this? Why do we continue to mess with this? Why do we continue to lie to each other and 
act so rudely to one another, all for just a little piece of power that'll probably be forgotten. And that's been my Beatles story. I wish I was trying to study something as simple as somebody who's maybe a little simple in touch smashing Beatles. Instead, I'm watching the, I think, simple in touched mob gripe and bicker over power while the players who appeal to the mob manipulate and control. And I sit here and go, why? It's those last lines. Why did he do it? What does it all mean? And the answer, you have to sit back and go as well. Like, if you're looking for a deep-down answer, the answer is I don't know. That's, that's an honest answer. And also, though, you have to question, why am I even asking this question? To end on a very serious note tonight. If you're out there and you're having a hard time, folks, whether it's an incredibly tragic something like the loss of a parent. I was listening to Dane Cook last night on an interview, the comedian. In the course of a year, I believe, he lost both of his parents. And then his brother, who was his business manager, had embezzled, stolen pretty much every money, every dime he had earned. And it's like, my goodness. It could be whatever that's driving you to have suffering. And there are obviously different degrees of that suffering. But say you're in one of these tragic moments. One of, I think, the most dangerous things you can do that is counterproductive to you getting better and you finding meaning is, uh, the best way I can put it, is looking up to the sky, saying, why? Not why because of this particular reason and that particular reason. But a why that doesn't want an answer. That's absolutely despairing. Don't let something consume you so much. Don't let it become such an E-Day fix, a fixed idea, that you drive yourself insane trying to figure it out. There's some days where I drive myself insane trying to figure out what the future's going to hold for myself and, but more generally, for the world and the nation. Mm Mm-hmm. When really it's a matter of looking at the practical steps I can take in front of me that make my life better and those around me's lives better. Sometimes the question's too broad. It's too big. It's too uh, all-encompassing. I I think you're completely right because that is, and that's what we get tricked into. We we go to looking at the big picture. You know, we don't see the forest for the trees, the old statement is all you can take care of is the tree in your house and in, in, in your yard. You can't take care of the whole forest. You can't figure out why. You don't know everything. And I think that is the, the lure of politics is, well, my guy's going to be in power and he's going to be the savior. He's going to make everything right the way I think things should be right. Yeah. And whether you're you're on the left or the right or in the middle, that's what... I think that's the appeal that politics has yes. is we're going to make this thing right. And what is right, though? And right because right it is seems what like Joey it... thinks right. Right is what Southern Wood thinks is right. Right is what Randall, Barron, Dave, Dan, 
Greg, you yeah. name it. Every, everybody, what they Donald, think. Donald. Is, oh, and but Donald Trump is right. Yeah. Because I'm right wing. I'm got. I wear a red hat. So what Donald Trump says, that is right. So I think he's right, and I'm with him. Mm-hmm. And as long as the Donald wins, and that's that's dangerous. Even when your guys on top is dangerous. Well, and Game of Thrones is a great testament if you watch the show to this. Is what would you be willing to do to carry out your uh, truth? You're so correct. You're so right. You're on the right side of history. It's this is your destiny, and you're prophesized to fulfill this. What sort of things would you be willing to do to prove yourself right? All sorts of terrible things, right? All sorts of terrible things. And you have to ask yourself, you know, why did he do it? What does it all mean? Well, it was to show that I was correct. I think sometimes, again, the questions get too big and broad, and we should focus on the practical things in front of us. Sometimes the questions are answered with virtue signaling, like porn is a public health crisis. Give me a break. This country's view of sex is just asinine. Ass backwards. Excuse me, pardon me. I mean, sometimes, though, it can be, I don't know, the torture of the language and the words in order to gain power. We covered double think last night. There's all sorts of reasons, but at the end of the day, relax. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the stories you're watching. Enjoy even the politics that can be so frustrating. See the forest for the trees.